Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, the podcast where we give movies a second look, a second chance, second take if you will. I'm your host Preston Jenkinson and joining me to talk about Blade 2 for his third time, it's Larry Parks. What up? We're finally finishing the Blade movies because it's the closest thing to Moon Knight I could think of, which is going to be out the day this releases. <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. Moon, damn, Moon Knight is right around the corner, isn't it? Next next week at is time that, of recording. That's going straight to Disney. Yeah, it's a series on Disney. Ah, Plus. you know, I gotta up my my Disney Plus subscription there. Moon Knight and Blade were on a group called the Midnight Suns in the comics. So there yep. we go. We're doing Blade too. <laughs> Here we go. The story, Blade forms an uneasy alliance with Vampire Council in order to combat the Reapers who are feeding on vampires. Two reviews, a positive and a negative. From the Washington Post, Dessen Thompson says, To appreciate the movie, you have to be okay with vampire violence. I don't mean subtle little nips on the neck and ooh, it's directed by Werner Herzog. New York Daily News' Jack Matthews says, Del Toro is a stylish horror meister and he's a created an evocative, foreboding atmosphere, but only a fan of this kind of mayhem could find a way into the story. You know, this movie got a lot of mixed reviews at the end of the day. Yeah, I think uh, the meta score is like a 52 on IMDb. Yeah, I think everybody, like, if you took it on a scale of 1 to 10 or out of 0 to 100, I think everybody was in the 6 to 5 range. I think it may have been one person that ranked it. It was like five stars, and they gave this movie four and a half stars. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, well. But everybody else was like two stars, two out of five stars, uh, 60 uh, five out of ten. Uh, it was like, yeah, there are mixed reviews on this entire movie, which I can like, understand. Like we just said, like I, I love this movie. Like it's you know? it's my favorite of this trilogy. And you know who else favorite of this trilogy? It is Wesley Snipes. Of course, what <laughs> Wesley Snipes said. This is his favorite Blade movie because I'll go ahead and tell people this: we're doing Blade Trinity next week. Yeah, that's. Different than this. <laughs> I would have thought, though. You know what, though? I would have thought, like, if I was Wesley Snipes, I would have thought maybe Blade One would have been his favorite. But I think you know, Blade Two yeah. made you realize how big of like the movie could be. And it's like, yeah. oh, I get to be back and be like the Black Batman, which I I feel like Blade basically is the Black Batman. And it was like, I get to be the Black Batman, and you know, you see Wesley Snipes having a little bit more fun with this Blade. Um, you get a lot more action scenes. You get yeah. a lot more uh, kung fu, which Del Toro said he wanted this movie to be. Uh, he wanted to get away from the the loving side of vampires to the gory, mm. but he wanted to be like gory with a mixture of Japanese arts, which that's you get all the kung fu, which yeah. I didn't know that many vampires knew kung fu, but they do. <laughs> you got Donnie Yen in this movie. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, it, it it starts with this uh, homeless guy. We, we we all we know about him is he's a homeless guy, and he walks mm-hmm. into this blood bank to uh, what we think is to donate blood. They're asking him all these questions, like, "Are you you know you don't have any family? What is this? What kind of blood type? Blah blah blah." And when they find out that he has no family, we figure we is kind of revealed that it's like a vampire blood bank and they're, they're finding victims that they can put on ice. Oh, but guess what? This is a new form of vampire that feeds on other vampires with a split jaw. And he just like wrecks shop and like there's blood flying everywhere. And it's, it's just a bloody gory mess. A new, a new form of vampire that hates vampires. Yeah. It's like blade 2.0. Cause these aren't affected about like, we find out later that, these were genetically engineered by like the vampire council or whatever you want to call them. Right. To basically, I guess they were trying, it was one of the versions where they like, they were going to send them out to hunt blade, I guess. Well, they, from what my understanding was, they were trying to create, they were trying to recreate what blade was. They were trying to recreate a, a, a vampire society that cannot be killed and at the same time had no weaknesses. So they were like, they wanted one day walkers. I think the, 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 
the form that they ended up getting out of the uh, out of the beginning, the beginning guy mm-hmm. is that that was the 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 prototype, and he's not um, he's not affected by silver, garlic, steaks, all that stuff. So it's like, okay, we're trying basically to make the perfect vampire with no weaknesses. So yeah, you can shoot me with silver, I won't die. You can shine a light on me, I won't die. You can do all these things, but I won't die. Like the most immortal vampire ever. Because I think he's the only one, because he creates other vampires like him later on. Correct. But I think he's the only one that's not affected by light. Yeah. Well, no, he is affected by light. It's okay. He's the only one that doesn't. Uh, eventually, all the ones that he creates, they pretty much end up dying. Gotcha. Like their body, their body can't keep up with like the, I guess the, the the complex uh, system of organs that that he creates in them. But since he's the uh, the virus host, as they say, he is the the one that can kind of like live the longest but eventually the virus ends up taking over everybody else's body and they end up dying so yeah you know but he's he's immune he's still immune to, to sunlight i mean he's still affected by sunlight it just everything else doesn't affect him so after that it it moves on to uh, a blade narration and he just basically while he's suiting up to to go do whatever he's giving us a summation of who he is mother was bit by a vampire he has all the strengths of a vampire, none of their weaknesses. And he, we find out he's going to look for Whistler, who we thought shot himself at the end of the last movie. But apparently he didn't. And you can go back and listen to our episode on that if you want. Um, <clears throat> and so he picks up and he's found this group of Eastern European vampires. Uh, that's the best way I can describe them. Eastern European. I mean, European. I guess it doesn't really say where he's at. I think they were in. Uh, I assume that they all continue to be in like the Czech Republic because I think that's where we started off. Yeah. So I think we kind of still but stayed he, in that same area. Yeah. But know. it's it's like a really good fight scene, like in a corridor where he starts out posing. Like with these two little stakes, and then one just jumps on top. I'm like, why would you pose in the middle of all that? Yeah, yeah. Blade does the most like ridiculous stuff. Like I think watching this movie is like entertaining, yeah. but I think it's sometimes where it's like Blade just does ridiculous stuff. Like in the middle of one of the fight scenes, like he ran towards the wall and then kicked off the wall. Like it was like a little baby yeah. kick, like a little. Ugh. <laughs> like it wasn't, it, it wasn't even athletic. Right. <laughs> and he did that and it stabbed the vampire. I was like, oh, that got him. The kick sure enough got him. But, you know, Blade does the most ridiculous stuff in these movies. I think what, what Wesley Snipes is really good at is is giving you that comic book pose. Yeah. You know, yeah. He shoots one and he st- sticks the gun back in his jacket and he just stands there. He like does the superhero landing and he like has like a perfect pose. So he's like he Wesley Snipes is taking this very seriously. Yeah. Like he loves this movie. <laughs> it's like you just said. Yeah, Wesley Snipes and they said nobody can be they was like out of the entire cast and directors and everybody out there. They was like nobody knows Blade more than Wesley Snipes. They were like, we could tell Wesley what to do with Blade, but he's not going to listen. Right. <laughs> and it's like, he's going to do what he wants to do. And, uh, and, you know, to his credit, I think Wesley Snipes' performance is what motivated Mahershala Ali to want to be Blade in the MCU. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I, as ridiculous as I say Blade does things, like, I think Mahershala Ali has a big shoes to fill. Like, you know, we are talking does. about. The Marvel Universe, but we're talking about, you know, this is like, these are kind of like the first superhero we got outside of like Batman or Superman. Because uh, this, the casting of Mahershala Ali is the first time like an actor walked into the Marvel offices and said, I want to play this character. And they were like, okay. Because <laughs> that's how the story goes is Mahershala Ali was meeting like, you know, like they meet with, I'm sure they meet with every actor in Hollywood. Yeah. And he was in the office and he's like, the only thing I want to do is Blade. That's, I want to be Blade. <laughs> let's, Speaking, let's, 
Well, you know, speaking of Marvel, though, like I learned this, though, with this Blade 2 film, because you know how like at the end of Blade 1, you got like the the Morbius uh, figure in in the background, right? So they wanted to put Morbius in this film, but Marvel themselves said, no. We're going to put Morbius in like our own little film later on down the line, which is for me, that kind of like takes my hat off to like the MCU because that's 20 years before like the Morbius film finally even hits the scene. Well, see now Morbius, the reason they couldn't do it is because Morbius is technically a Spider-Man character Mm. and Sony already had the rights to to get this. Ah, so that's why they're putting out what looks like to be the most atrocious film next week. <laughs> wow. Wow. I do not like, I think Jared Leto is a great actor. You don't think it'd be good? No, I did. I just, no. I think Marvel took one L in their entire tenure but of see, that's a, you got, you got to remember that's a Sony movie. There's a difference. Uh, there's a difference. Is it still? Between, oh, they still got. I there's got a you. difference between in association with Marvel and Marvel Studios. Yeah, because I don't really <laughs> like. I don't, I got watch Venom, but I don't really like Venom too much. It's that that's in association with Marvel. Yeah, not Marvel Studios. Mm. Spider Man No Way Home, in conjunction with Sony and Marvel Studios. Yeah. So it's think, technically in the MCU. I think that's the one thing like Marvel's like, if y'all gonna mess everything y'all can mess everything up, y'all not gonna mess up Spider Man. But I don't know. Yeah. Mor- Morbius itself. I thought Morbius was gonna be a MCU, but that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't know I don't think from what I've heard, like it, the movie doesn't know what universe it's in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Venom doesn't know where he is either. It's all good. Did did you see No Way Home yet? Yeah, I did. You, so you know the post credit scene where yeah yeah like I said he doesn't know where he is either He's yeah right. so he immediately goes back to his reality at the yep. end and leaves a piece of goo behind and I'm like this right, is cool. not how the symbiote story goes it's like, <laughs> we we're not paying for Tom Hardy but we will pay for like a knockoff of him. yeah <laughs> which maybe they could do like a version of Eddie Brock as Tom Hardy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's different from Venom. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? As long as it's not Topher Grace again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, shoot, Blade fights all these guys. They run away from him. He get, he goes into this like group of vampires, just wrecks shop. You know, has a great fight scene. I wish they would just lock down the camera and just let Wesley Snipes do what he does best. And it looked like him was doing all the fighting. Like I yeah. didn't see any point where it was like a stunt double or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What's this type of shit? Like I, I will say this movie did a a better job, a great job of fight scenes. But at the same time, I think they had five. I think they had four fight choreographers, probably for the entire film. So I think they had, and they were all coming together trying to figure out different fight scenes and whatnot. So, um. Yeah, it's, I think a lot of these actors, I think one of the actors, I forgot who it was, but um, they were like, he did like 10 or 12 weeks of kickboxing and boxing just to like get 5% body fat. Ugh. I was like, I don't even think nobody's shirt off was that much. No, not really. But yeah, you know, no, this, de- this definitely like, they they did a great job of in capturing the, um, the, the, Japanese side that Del Toro wanted. Like you saw Kung yeah. Fu happening left and right. There there's one vampire at the end that he was using to go through this whole uh compound or whatever. And uh at the end of it, he says, I'll be back for you. And we don't see him for the rest of the movie until the end, which is a, a great payoff to a joke. Actually. Um, actually. You see him another time before the end. Really? Yeah. It's the scene where they are, uh, the scene where they go to find where they, the blood packed and all and blade all come together. Yeah. And they're like, all right, where's the next place that we need to go? And the girl's like, House of Pain. 
You're right. He's in that club and, and he's he runs in away. That, yeah, he's in that club and then he sees Blade and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And takes off. Okay. Yeah, they kind of played they kind of played it out through the whole movie, which I think was pretty entertaining. I forgot about that, but okay. Yeah, they did a good job. Good so job. anyway, um he finds Whistler. He's in a blood tank. He's been uh turned into a vampire, maybe. Or is in the process. They've they've pretty much turned Whistler into a drug trafficking old man. Yeah. And keep him alive long enough just for Blade to continue chasing them, which I don't understand. Like, why would you want this guy to continue to chase you? They they just needed an excuse to bring Whistler back. I think when writing this movie, <laughs> right? Because uh, after after so he gets him in the car and he drives back, and we uh, meet Scud, Scud who which Scud. is played by Norman Reedus in his very first film role. I think any film with Norman is it is a good film. Yeah, Norman Reedus. And this, fun fact, I don't know if you've ever heard of the video game Death Stranding. No. It is very Japanese. Okay, okay. <laughs> it is very weird, but that led, this is like the thing that led to that like 20 years later almost. Hmm. Because Norman Reedus said Guillermo del Toro, which directed this movie, he said, he gave me my first film role. So he said, Hideo Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear Solid, um, is doing his own video game, and he wants to meet with you about this role. And Guillermo del Toro told Norman, just take the call. <laughs> wow. And he's like, I'll do, yeah, I'll do it. He gave me my first role, so I'm just going to do whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Norman. I love Norman in every movie, every movie he's in. You know? I kind of, I've fallen off on the Walking Dead, but... Oh uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for it all to end, and I binge watch it, and then by the end, I could tell myself this is good or bad, which I'm pretty sure is bad. But you know, it is what it is. After like the fifth or sixth season, I was done. I'm like, this this needs to end at some point, and it doesn't yeah. look like it's gonna. I stopped when they built up that entire like two, three seasons of Rick versus Negan, and then Rick finally gets Negan, yeah. and Rick said, "You know what, Negan? I'm gonna let you live." And I said, dude, like, I've been waiting for you to, like, give Negan, like, take Negan's head off. Like, you got him right here. I was totally done when Negan came in for that hour and a half episode and just held everybody in the town hostage and just had monologue after monologue and he played pool in the street. I'm like, why is this an hour and a half episode? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> we're very much in the, 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 the last movie we were... Pre the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Now we're post the Matrix with yep. v- very rubber digitals because after we after we get into the uh, warehouse where Scud and uh, Blade were, they put uh, Whistler in this um, room and say, "If you're turned or not, when the sun comes up, we're going to open these blinds and see if you're still alive." Hmm. Turns out he's still alive in the morning. Don't know how. Don't question it. <laughs> they Why? gave him some serum, bro. Yeah, of course. He's not a vampire. He wasn't a um, true vampire. He was just kept alive long enough to be a vampire. Right. And then after that, uh, the perimeter is breached by two vampire ninjas. Um, and we get very rubbery digital doubles in a fight scene. You know what? And and this is I wrote this down. So Blade One, right? Yeah. Blade One box office one hundred fifty five million. Okay. Actually, no. Blade box office one hundred thirty one point two million. Budget was forty five million. Blade Two one fifty five box office, but their budget was fifty four. So they was like, "Hey, we go spend about nine million more than we spent on Blade Two, and I guess they spent that on you know going from Blade the movie to Blade the, the video game, huh?" Because that is exactly what you got in this scene. Yeah. It, I tell you what, it does not look bad when they're like flipping through the rafters in the dark. Yeah, it did look bad at all there. It almost looked like real people that were mm-hmm. flipping through there. But once they got in front of that big array of lights, <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, I know this is like 2003, 2002, but ugh. Yeah, I was like, man. 
But you know what? This is following up behind um, X-Men in 2000. Yeah. And then I think probably two, three months after Blade 2 comes out, you get Spider-Man. Yeah, we got. Yeah, this is so this is the beginning. I, I would say the reason we have the MCU like we were just talking about. Yeah. You got Blade. Mm hmm. Then X-Men. And people are like, oh, these can be good movies. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Spider-Man. And now we're in the second Blade movie. Let me tell you, like in in these movies, Spider Man and S Man made way more than they yeah. played. Did. Yeah, I think they they invested more in those movies too. Yeah, but like Spider Man is like the third most recognized or one of the most recognized heroes on the planet. Yeah, Spider Man. I think they put. Hold, on, I'll tell you. I got the numbers down right here. So S Man. They didn't do too much. They did seventy five mil in that budget, but Spider Man did a whopping. 139 million in that budget. Jeez. It's crazy, right? Like, what did they need? I guess they need everything because he's got spider webs and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to think. Like, what'd they spend it on? I guess the goblin and Green Goblin, all that stuff, blowing up stuff. Which, spoilers for No Way Home, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to see it. <laughs> yeah. When you start blowing up stuff, you know, I guess you don't take it into account how much it costs to blow up stuff. That's probably, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man movie at this point. Yeah. To me. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I like, I always feel like sequels get worse as movies go on. I feel like there's only a few sequels that will be better in trilogies. Yeah. Um, Winter Soldier. The Captain America yeah. series is definitely one of those trilogies where I feel like they got better. It got better each time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't really have too many. Like even with the Matrix, like everybody loves the Matrix. Like I like Matrix One. Matrix Two was cool, but I, I still would you know, as the trilogy goes on, it feels like, you know, eating that third slice of little Caesar's pizza. Like it we, just wasn't as good as the first one. I covered the the Matrix trilogy on this at the end of the year last year. Mm -hmm. It definitely got worse as especially the fourth movie that came out in Yeah, uh, I haven't even looked at the fourth one. I haven't even looked at don't, it. Just don't. <laughs> I heard the reviews and I was like, "Yeah, I don't got. It. I don't need to waste my time with that." Like, I think I watched it like three times just to make sure I understood it before we did an episode on it. And I was yeah. like, "I, I spend, hate this." <laughs> I could spend. I could spend two hours on anything. Two, three hours on anything else yeah. other than this. You know? Yeah. So I read. So one of the ninjas in the Sam Fisher goggles, <laughs> if you understand <laughs> that joke, um. It's a lady vampire ninja. Mm. Um, and they have come to Proposition Blade to help them fight this new threat, which is basically the vampire from the very first scene with the split jaw. Yes. And the lady, scary. Yeah, and the lady ninja, she is vampire royalty. We find out later on at the compound when they bring him back to the vampire pyramid place. And at that place, it's it's hard to keep up with who's a vampire, like because they've got that lawyer, yeah. and I guess they have that line when they're out front where they say like the guards are humans. I think someone oh, mentions the, uh, that. I didn't even pay attention to that part. Yeah, there's like a throwaway bit of dialogue, like oh, it looks like familiars that they have as guards or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Listen, everybody's a damn vampire. If they in the movie and they in front of Blade, I'd be like, they're right. a vampire. Yeah, just assume they're a vampire. If he's fighting them, just assume it's a vampire or a. And familiar. if they don't, and when they get shot, if they don't like yeah. incinerate, then oh, I guess you weren't a vampire. It's a human. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, the 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 old Nesferatu vampire that runs this whole thing is said, like, we need you to help kill this thing um, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so he gets to lead this group called the Blood Pack, which looks like eight people that were just pulled out of an anime somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like some people in that Blood Pack, like... I, I put this in my notes. When they get in the club, I was like, and they say the blood pack trained like two years to kill Blade. Right, yeah. 
And I was like, they got in the club to start fighting these monsters. I was like, they trade two years for nothing because like it was just a waste. Yeah. I was like, one one of them got it. Like two of them got like destroyed. Yeah. And one then, of them got bit. Yeah. And then one the, the the chick with the red hair, she's completely useless. Yeah. She doesn't um, do anything. You know, the only people that's in there is uh that's that's useful in the movie. I would say. I wouldn't even say useful, like even as a person, is uh, Reiner. Yeah, He's, which uh, is played by Ron. We'll, we'll go through the group. We've got Ron Perlman. Yeah. Because it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. He's got to be in there. Uh, you got one guy from Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, a giant with tattoos on his face. <laughs> his, yeah. his woman. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the Irish dude who also played... Uh, um, a vampire in Underworld. Okay. He was in the second Underworld movie. Yeah, he has one one good thing that he could do, I guess. I can't remember the other one. And then you have Donnie Yen, who is severely underused. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they knew they had... I mean, they, they it was like Donnie Yen. This is like one of his first American movies. And I'm sure that's why they hired him, because they saw a bunch of his Hong Kong stuff. But just imagine a fight between Donnie Yen and Wesley Snipes. Like this is the time of Jet Li and <laughs> Jet Li and, and Jackie Chan. So I guess they were like, if we can't get Jackie or Jet, and then yeah. you know, I guess we'll go with Donnie. But Donnie don't do too much. Or Chow Young Fat. Yeah, was like, like he did his. He did. He had his little fight with the mm-hmm. with the one. Uh, he got to do the air kick. Yeah, he did all that, and I was like, man, like we need more. Like now, when you brought him up while we was recording, I was like, hey, we did not see much of Donnie Yen, which we should have. Yeah, like I'm sure Wesley Snipes had heard of Donnie Yen at this point, being the martial arts enthusiast that he is. Think about this: that is the most American thing that can be done is to say, hey, you know what? I want my film to have Japanese flair. But yeah. then I would put somebody from Asia there. We're like, you know what? Nah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're a very talented martial artist. We're not going to showcase it at we all. We let all the Americas fight. <laughs> <laughs> you stand back. <laughs> it's the most American thing ever, man. Yeah. But yeah. So, so um, go ahead. Go ahead. So that's the first place they go, which a great walk up to it. I thought it was Mo's Def. It wasn't. It sounded just like that that song, Eye Against Eye. It sounds just like Mo's Def. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I need to look it up again. Who was it? Massive. It is Mo's Def. Okay, Mo, it was Mo's Def with Massive Attack. I thought mm-hmm. it sounded like Mo's Def. Okay, okay. So it is Mo's Def. I just um, said, they did a lot of good things um, right in here. Oh, mm-hmm. let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. We, we, we grazed over this part, mm-hmm. which is funny. Okay. Wesley Snipe at the time of shooting Blade 2 was also shooting two other movies, right? Of course he was. Of course he was. This is Wesley Snipes in 2002. <laughs> but Wesley Snipes was shooting two other movies at the time of shooting Blade 2. Wesley Snipes was not available every day that they recorded Blade. Hmm. So, instead of waiting for Wesley Snipes to be like, yeah, you know, we go, uh record other stuff and then wait for Wesley to come. They threw in like another guy that wasn't his stunt double. They just threw in another guy. And you can see it like in two places where the other guy just pops up. The yeah. first place is uh when after they um leave the the compound yeah and they're going to the the vampire in the helicopter. And it's the three of them. I thought that didn't look like Wesley Snipes. I was that's like, not Wesley Snipes. I was looking at. I was like, that. That's weird. Like it's in the dark, but it's like, yeah, yeah. That's a reason. It's a reason Wesley, it's in the dark. Is that Wesley Snipes? <laughs> Doesn't look. So yeah, it was that part. I forget the other part, but it's two different parts in the movie where they just like, yeah, we just go shoot this and and get this. Got so it. not not even a shot of like just the back of his head and like a stand in or anything. No, they were like, we just gonna do it. Like we just go roll it, like you know. I was wondering why they kept focusing on like Scud and her in that helicopter mostly. Yeah, no, nah, it's because Wesley was probably out doing his own thing. And oh you know, wow, the, Spe- uh, speaking of shooting multiple projects, um, 
Sam Jackson is doing that right now. He said, uh, really he's doing it's all, and they're all three Marvel projects. He's doing uh secret invasion, which is a series on Disney plus coming mm-hmm. and two other movies. I'm like, you know, the life Dude, you're, of a, you're in your seventies. Why? <laughs> the life of an actor and actress is always interesting when you think about it on like, all you do is like shoot films. But then when you think about it, like you shooting three films and, in a six month span and one time it's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No wonder you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> but you're getting very well compensated if you're Sam exactly. Jackson, so I don't feel bad for you. Millions. <laughs> so we're in this fetish club where they're peeling skin off of people. <laughs> I didn't know that was a vampire fetish, but here we are. Why not? And no one's batting an eye at these people like toting huge like M sixteens with right two uh cylinder barrels two cylinder uh clips on it and Reinhardt uh Ron Perlman's got these two pistols with ble- with razors on them basically and Donnie yeah. Yen's carrying around a katana. Hey, like pointing lasers at each other in the club. Yeah. Like I would be freaked out if I was in there. Also, these vampires don't recognize Blade. I would have thought like his picture would be everywhere right. in the vampire world. See? Like everyone should be freaking out. Plot armor, bro. I was in the same <laughs> boat. I was like, no, like if Blade's supposed to be this like great fighter that y'all gotta create the blood pack to try to kill and stuff like yeah. that. Like if you enter the one place that vampires feel safe, like we they said we create we had to we had to tone down how. Um, flamboyant our clubs were because you would come kill us. Like, this is the reason y'all partying underground. <laughs> like, he is here. Yeah, because if you remember in, in the first movie, like, when they had that blood rave or whatever, right? everyone, like, just fucking leaves when Blade is in the middle of the room. <laughs> like, everyone just starts sprinting, running, and just, in this movie, there's people just, like, dancing yeah. right next to him. What's oh, up, Blade? Blade? <laughs> so, drugs, I think that's all it was. They yeah, they were, drugs. you know, yeah, they had. I saw somewhere in this movie, I saw like red cocaine, I think, which I guess was just blood mixed with cocaine. Mm. Who knows? Uh, so from that shot, we go down to the sewers where the I, what do they call them? I don't even the remember. The Reapers, the Reapers get the scent, and the main one. It's like Daywalker. So apparently, Blade has a different scent than everybody else. I don't right? Know. I guess he would. So one of one of them sees one of the Reapers or whatever, and then destruction ensues, and everybody's just firing, uh, without care, like in the crowd, just shooting everybody, killing everybody, killing, killing their own people. Yeah, they don't care. And then Donnie in because I don't remember his character's name, stabs one into a wall. And we get like the first revelation of what their power is, basically, where he just like splits his guts and crotch with the sword and crawls up the wall. And it's like, okay, they're different. (laughs) They can't be killed. Yeah. So I can't remember how they get get the one they do an autopsy on um he got caught trying to get out that's right he was pinned in the um thing yeah he was pinned in a thing and then that's when they sewer and that's when they found out that like your your the body whoever gets turned into these reapers the body can't keep up with the mutation so the body the mutation ends up killing the body because there's like because the they're, so, they're insatiable, basically. Yeah. Like they it's have like the, to constantly feed. Yeah, the body wants to. Uh, the body wants to continue to live, but the human, the organs want to continue to live, but the human body can't keep up yeah. with the organs. Because in this autopsy, which features just great creature design, because it's a Guillermo del Toro movie, we find out that the they've evolved. I'll call it into having bone encased around their heart so you can't stab it with silver. Um, I can't remember what else. I will tell you this. This is the one scene where, like, you know, I was watching Blade and I was like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. 
And I finally decided, no, I finally decided to get up to like give me some chips or something to eat. And this scene happened. And I'm eating my chips, but I'm like, this might be the worst scene for me to eat on because like this is disgusting. <laughs> like I, I don't even know how I'm continuing to eat right now. Like I, I ate probably for like another ten minutes, but I was like, you know, I, I muscled through it, man. It's, that was rough. I mean, it's a great design, but it's very creepy and disgusting and makes you wonder how what how humans come up with an idea like that. Acid, bro. Acid. Yeah. <laughs> Guillermo's on that extra stuff. Right. Um, so they figure out that the only way to kill these things is with sunlight because that's mm-hmm. how they kill one of those in thing. And the the main guy, um, I can't, I don't even remember if he even has a name. Yeah. Oh, you talk about Novak. Novak. Yes, he's the the patient zero. I call him of this whole thing. He's yes. the ones that the vampires created. He takes a bullet to the head and is perfectly fine. <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah, like, he didn't even flinch. Because they, they, I, I guess they tried to set up this kind of love interest for Blade with the royal vampire girl. You know, there was a set scene that they cut out. I believe it. Yeah, they cut out a set scene with them. Because it, that, it just doesn't seem like that relationship is ever going to go there. But right. <laughs> so it would make sense. Um but Blade is basically like taking a liking to this girl and doesn't want her to die. But with the other ones he's like they can die at any Y'all can die, but not the girl. Yeah. And also at this point, the, the big giant with the hammer and the tattoos on his face is hiding a bite from everybody else, just like in any other zombie movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like the worst like that's like the worst like if you watch movies like that's the worst thing to ever do like you know you're going to turn like what did you hide in it doing from anything other than like now you're about to kill everybody yeah. that you love they figure out the physiology and they try to figure out how to kill them the only way to kill them is with sunlight so they create these um so uh, Radiation uh, grenades, solar grenades. UV grenades, whatever they call them. Yeah. So they got these little single ones that are just like regular grenades and then like this huge pack that you pull a little switch on and push a button. and Because they figure out they need to go down into the sewer and kill the nest, basically. Mm-hmm. So they go down and then uh, they Reinhardt and another and the one from Fa- and the guy from Fast and Furious. Um try to kill Whistler at one point and just like leave him for dead. And then a couple of them get turned and blade basically saves the day by pushing the button and he's not affected by it and wipes out, which is always, which is always ridiculous. Like when somebody wants to kill somebody, they like, yeah, I'm going to beat the snot out of you. And then I'm going to kill you versus like, if I want to kill you, like, what happened to the old mafia days where you just shoot him in the back of the head? Like, right. Like they they just go off and like beat him to death, like almost. Hey, I'm gonna beat you to death, and then while I'm beating you to death, oh no, I beat you too long because now I'm about to die too, and then also, you survive. Blade, why would you send your mentor off with two other ones that do not like him or you? <laughs> Bring him with you. <laughs> Who knows, man? I guess they needed a, a reason to take sc- or whatever. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, uh, split up method. Yeah, it was a dumb plan. Um, <clears throat> so they have one bomb pack that they're going to use. The switch doesn't work. Reinhardt leaves it behind, and him and because all the rest of them have been taken out at this point, like the whole blood pack is dead except for Ron Perlman. Um, right. So, so they all meet in the middle, and Ron Perlman's like, I left it down there. And then Blade takes some pheromones. Not as good as line as some motherfucker's trying to ice skate uphill. He's like, he's got a line, he's like, you don't know who you're fucking with, and throws a grenade in the water. And on the little thing, is like, Reinhardt's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, switch don't work. Blade's like, well, shit. So, which, who cares? Like, Blade's not affected by radiation. He just pushed a button while he's right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not affected by I mean, like, what did... Uh, 
Like, okay. I, don't even need, I don't even need 10 seconds, big dog. <laughs> yeah, I can stand up here shooting until I push the button. Like, I don't care. <laughs> so he pushes the button, wipes a bunch of them out. And then, of course, Reinhardt turns on him at this point, knocks him out or something, and brings him back to the vampire pyramid again. We're back there at the compound. Mm-hmm. And... We have Blaze weapons, and we find out the big, the huge plan, apparently, was to create these things to hunt Blade, but also to have some excuse to get Blade close to the blood pack so that they can finally kill him. I guess. Which, which they failed miserably at. Yeah. And at this point, when they first met, Blade put a bomb into Ron Perlman's the back of Ron Perlman's head um, and he goes to pull that out to explode it and that's when we figure out that Norman Reedus has been a familiar this whole time and he's been working with the vampires and Blade's like you know what I knew that the whole time because Norman Reedus pulls the bomb off his back of his head he's like knew that the whole time goodbye he explodes <laughs> which is crazy though because I thought about this, which I mean, now that we talk about this, there's a bunch of like plot holes and everything. Yeah, but it was like you took all, you took all Blaze weapons, everybody's weapons, but you leave the detonator on them. Right. They just put the detonator in his pocket. Oh yeah, you know what? They pulled the weapons off. I know I got my detonator. Because you would assume that Norman Reedus would have t- like made like because we, I mean, it wasn't a dud, but you'd have think that Norman Reedus would have told the vampires, "Hey, that thing's a dud anyway. Go ahead." And or or not even him. Even you would have thought that uh, Ron Perlman would have been like, "Hey, man, I got this bomb in the back of my head. Make sure y'all get that detonator off of him." Right. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all get anything, make sure y'all don't care about the guns. Get right. the damn, get the damn thing that'll blow my head up. I can take care of the guns and the sword. Like <laughs> somebody get this off the back of my head. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, Norman Reedus is dead. Because apparently Blade knew he was a familiar the whole time. So, in just like the last movie, we hook Blade up to another over-the-top torture device, which is like a table with a bunch of needles flying through it. Because they need his blood, because of course they do. Everybody that's, always that's needs the Blade's component. blood. You know, Blade always has to lose a bunch of blood and is on the brink of death and comes back at the end. Because that's what happens. They've poked him through the table... You know, they've got everybody everywhere. The, what was the guy's name again? Novak. Novak infiltrates the compound again. Or he infiltrates the compound because I guess he followed them there. Um, And Blade kills the lawyer, I guess. Uh, Whistler does. Whistler does. Turns out he was a human. (laughs) Yeah. Because he didn't disintegrate. That's how I, you know. Right. Oh, you are a human. All right. All right. Cool, Talks. cool, cool. <laughs> it's hard to keep, like I said, it's hard to keep up with who's a vampire and who's not because. You know what? And I knew he was a human, but when Whistler was shooting him, I was like, why are you just shooting him and like thinking that's going to work? And then I was like, by the time he started dropping to the ground, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, that means he's that a one, human. That one, ain't a, that, that one ain't a vampire. That one a human. And that's then cool. Somehow Whistler throws him into that pool of. Blood, I'll call Blood. It. He he climbs on like this the the ledge of stuff and then just yeah. falls. Uh, 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 he gets shot into it. I guess I don't know, yeah. man. Whatever. But pretty you much know, just like the last movie. <laughs> it's the last movie, but they didn't want him to drink Whistler's blood. They just wanted yeah. him to fall into blood this time. But he just needed blood to come back, and then I could fight everybody. And then he just wipes out all these guards, which turns out they're human too, because he's just like. Snapping their necks. No one's disintegrating. <laughs> They're snapping necks, bro. He's just snapping necks left and right. I think he snapped the neck of every like guard that he fought. And then in the probably the best and cheesiest moment, Whistler throws the sunglasses. And he catches them. Because Blade needs his sunglasses. All right. <laughs> you know who else needs their sunglasses? Ron Perman. Ron Perman <laughs> didn't take his sunglasses off the entire movie. He sure didn't. And then take them off the entire movie. And he just gets taken out by that sword. Like, Blade just... Sliced in half. (laughs) It's amazing. And so, we cut to... We go over to uh, the old vampire and his daughter. 
and he's explaining like I'd sacrifice you for our entire race basically like because we find out that technically what's I no back no, no sorry I knew I knew you were looking I knew you were looking bro <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, he, he. Novak is his son, basically, and he's like, this is the only way for our race to carry on, blah, 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 blah. Does Blade kill him? I can't remember. No, 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 no. Novak kills everybody. That's right, because he turns to stone. Didn't know that was a thing. You know, in the green blood that they use at the end yeah, is what made this movie rated R. Green blood? Green blood. Not all the blood that they had thrown against the wall earlier? Nah. Nah, they had to use the green blood. The green blood gave it the R rating, bro. Okay. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do out here in the streets, bro. <laughs> so, but, so him and Blade, for some reason, even though they had a common enemy, and, they yeah. end up fighting too. Right, I didn't understand that point. I was like, okay. Y'all should be good. I think it was because he killed Blade's woman. But yeah, and I guess you don't want that guy like tearing through the entire population to. Yeah, because I guess he still needs to feed. Yeah. So somebody kills him. I can't remember. He stabs him in stabs the him. one part of the organ that he realizes is like. That's right. The, that's not covered by bone. I guess the vulnerable part. Yeah. And he dies. And then he carries that woman outside so she can see a sunset for the first time, I think. And she incinerates in Blade's hands. That's that's got to be the worst love story ever. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even a love story. It was just like two people that respected each other. It's like, like, uh, what's the movie freaking uh, The Notebook? But yeah, she just died and disappeared. Yeah. It's terrible. So, Blade continues his mission of... Does he drive? No. We're back at the uh, Eastern European vampire with the fur collar and the long yeah, coat. Yeah, the one he's coming about to get. Goes into one of those uh, sesse clubs where you put the quarter in and the girl's behind the glass. But, uh-oh, it's Blade. <laughs> he said, I told you I was coming back for you. I told you bit, I was though. coming back for you. And that's the end. It's Blade 2. Blade 2. It's a good movie. Blade 2 is a very entertaining movie. Yeah, we kind of dunked on it at the end, but it's it's like, there's a lot of like, oh, wow, that, and then, ooh. When you look at it from the perspective that we look at it, you do find a lot of plot holes, but Mm. if you're just looking at it for a movie just to sit down and watch Mm. it, you know, enjoy is like an action film, Blade 2 gives you everything you want on an action movie. Yeah, we, we don't get a lot of that today of just uh everyone's trying to make the next cinematic universe or great thing um the closest thing we got recently is godzilla versus kong yeah i was surprised with the the action scenes with the blade and like the fight scenes i was like i would never thought that like you know i think of like looking at a you know um and Japanese made film or Asian made films or even, uh, you know, Middle Eastern films that, uh, you would get your, your kung fu, your good karate, your good fight scenes out of, like, you know, you understand it. I, I never thought like I would be like, you know what? Blade is a good movie just to sit back and be like, you know what? I just want a good, I want to watch some good fight scenes. Yeah. Blade had them. It, especially this movie. Like, I think every fight scene they had was a pretty, a pretty good one. Yeah. Like the last one, like you, you have some CGI going on in there, but the last fight scene that they had in the movie between Novak and Blade was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they were in the club, you had some intense scenes there. Yeah, you, know, you got this movie has some pretty good. It, it has good action. At the yeah. end of the day, if you want action, you get action. A lot, a lot of cheesy lines and stuff, but I mean, yeah, that's expected from this type of movie. Right, 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 right. Cheesy so, lines, plot holes. Out of ten, I'd guess I'd give this like a seven and a half. Seven and a half is your favorite movie, bro. I don't care if you're biased. I, 
I, it's not my. It's the favorite out of this trilogy. Like this set of movies. Okay, your favorite like, Blade. <laughs> it's not one like that. So what? What do you think you give it? Wait. <sighs> Me. I, I'm cool with a seven. I'm cool with a seven. seven. I think seven, safe. Seven, seven, six. Like I said, I think that's where they kind of fell at. Even yeah. with in that, with you know, professional critics, and we're not professional critics. No. With the professional critics, it fell around a six. So I think seven is safe to say that you know this movie gave you. If you wanted to go see an action movie, it gave you action. If you were expected to see action movie slash masterpiece, you didn't get that. No. <laughs> but you at least were entertained long enough to make it through the hour and 56 minutes that you had to endure. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll give it a seven. I'll go seven. So, next week, Larry's going to be back because we're going to... We're finishing up late. Finishing out the Blade trilogy, which... uh I'm not. We're not too excited about that one. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> we gotta watch it. Yeah, because uh, there, there's an interview with Patton Oswalt, who's in that movie. He says it's like a miracle that movie even exists. Is this the movie? No, nah, this ain't the movie with Aaliyah. This ain't the vampire movie with Aaliyah in it, is it? With the what? Aaliyah, the singer. No, no, no. That's um. I don't know. I can't yeah, think of it right I now. I can never think of it either. It's probably about but, as bad as this one. I think she was already, I think she died already at that point. But. Yeah. Yeah, so no, Blade Trinity, man. Yeah. That's next week. Next um, week. If you found this podcast, leave a review on the platform you're on if you can. Um you can follow us at the socials at Second Take Movies. You can send an email for a suggestion of a future episode at second take movies pod at gmail.com. Uh, Larry, thanks for coming by again. Always, man. You know, I'll be here same place next week. We're going to talk about some more Blade, Black Batman, <laughs> baby. Yeah, I'll see you next week. And <laughs> for the listener, I say thanks again. And we'll, we will see you next week with Blade Trinity.